Um, hi everyone, my name is John. Uh, my name is Johnny Binosa. I lead the team at Kodo. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I'm, when I'm telling you guys, I'm bringing you game that you cannot just learn from. But this episode, you can actually invest into, and we're talking Niger, Nigeria, Super Eagles. Yeah, they just beat Cameroon in the women's, you know, football thing. Um, but, you know, third place will be okay, if, you know, in, in this, this tournament. But I have Chief John. He's going to give us the game on CuddleRealty.com. Check that out. Links are in the description. Whether you are listening or those of you who are watching, kick up those YouTube numbers, y'all. Everybody needs game like this. We need to learn how we can invest without having, you know, 20 million Naira in Nigeria and beyond because they're not just going to be in Nigeria. They're expanding. Africa, wake up. Here you go. So, John. What's going on, my bro? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, such a pleasure to be on the game um, today to talk about um, what I love doing most, changing life with Cuddle. I'm amazing. Tell us what makes Cuddle unique and, and just when did you create this business? Okay, so um, first of all, um, the, the, the vision behind Cuddle started from the desire to see how wealth generation can be available for a lot of young people without having to break the bank. Um, I used to sell properties. I still do in Nigeria um, and run some African countries. And um, myself and my, my partner, um, Fabian, we had experiences where a couple of persons wanted to buy properties, but just because of the pricing, it was too expensive and they couldn't just buy these properties. And so I noticed that, you know, property acquisition was limited to a certain class of person to actually afford. And then we began to ask ourselves that if, you know, a class segregation happens with, um, you know, being able to build wealth, particularly in a place like Africa, then what happens to the future of young people? What happens to young people when they become older people in terms of wealth building? So we said, okay, fine. What can we do to make um, the... the assets that has generated you know millions of dollars for 90 percent of the world's sustaining millionaire real estate how can we make this accessible to a lot of young people and that was what actually pushed the drive for Cordell. so we launched Cordell, um, you know may 31st 2022 and it's been an amazing ride since then i mean it's so lovely seeing the stories that a lot of young people have okay and and so Tell the people so they can get it clear, because not everybody's a math person. What's the minimum somebody needs to be able to in, uh, have to invest in the properties and our land or the rentals that you have? Okay, to, 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 to own a property on Cuddle, you need at least 20,000 Nigerian Naira or $50, as the case might be, in USD. Okay. Okay. And, and can the whole world invest in Cuddle or do you have to be in Nigeria? No, no, no. I mean, first of all, uh, technology has made the world a global village. Anybody can actually access, you know, um, wealth building 
opportunities from anywhere behind the world, particularly if they want to invest in, you know, the Nigerian real estate market, whether they are citizens of the US, UK, Canada, wherever the case might be, you know, all you just have to do is visit our platform on www.codorealty.com and straight up, they have access to own a property anywhere we have properties in Africa. Okay. And I, and I say that because sometimes, you know, there's laws, you know, I, I, I'm old school cryptocurrency before Bitcoin because it was necessary before Amazon or Jumia would deliver something to you. You had to yeah. go and, you know, find places that would deliver exactly. and those things were online. So sometimes people are like, well, is it even legal? It's, it's not always easy to get money inside and outside of, you know, certain countries, depending on where you are. So we just want to make it clear, especially for the Western audience, but also for the African audience that says, you know what, I want to be in Nigeria. Everybody is coming to Nigeria who wants to be in entertainment. Nollywood has done a fabulous job. And, and I just remember the VCDs and people laughing, you know, on this side saying, what is this? I know, man? right? What, yeah. What are you watching? He said, huh, what are you talking about? And, and Kim Owa is a great actor. Give him a, give him whatever award we have. So <laughs> now, now, Nollywood has, has taken it to another level where I'm also a, a dual citizen in Sierra Leone and many people Amazing. from Sierra Leone come down there to try to, you know, Amazing. break big. Amazing. So, yeah. So tell the people, you know, we talked about the minimums. Is there a maximum that you can invest in? Uh, no, 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 not at all. I mean, even for people who feel like they want to, uh, because, you know, first of all, we're a co-ownership platform. We allow people co-own fractional real estate, right? So um, a minimum of $20, uh, $50, maximum of whatever the amount is. So for people who are even looking out for ways to directly own properties, in Nigeria, for example, where we currently have properties, and they feel that they have quite a larger chunk of money, right? And they want to talk to somebody before putting in their funds. I mean, I am always available. They can shoot me an email at john at codderoute.com or text the customer care, and obviously, they'll be able to talk to anybody that we've put in charge at that point in time. So there's no restriction to the amount of funds that they can invest in Codder. Okay, I can hear sometimes the haters saying, okay, Kellen, I can go give my money to Nigeria. How is Nigeria going to get me my money in my country? Because I might be in one of those countries that Nigeria or that country doesn't allow you to send money outside of Nigeria. Have you ran into any of those problems yet? Well, um, sometimes um, last week, we had somebody who was trying to um, pay with an international currency and unfortunately the person wasn't wanting to be wire transfer at the end of the day we told her that she could make a payment in bitcoin and we received cryptocurrency as payment so yes uh, we also accept cryptocurrency as a means of transaction on our platform as well and that's why crypto is needed so when the governments are stuck in the mustard the crypto helps us catch up and be able to exactly. conduct business as needed. Exactly. 
Now, can you talk about returns? Because, you know, right now we make it all sound good and easy. I can hear somebody mm-hmm. now who might be a little older saying, okay, okay, mm-hmm. but show me the money. Oh, where are the, the Naira? Where are the CDs? Where are the dollars? Mm-hmm. What's the mm-hmm. average return on these investments? Okay, so first of all, I, I would like to state that Coddle is not um, exactly an investment platform where we promise you to say, uh, put in $20, you earn $75, put in $35, you earn. Um, what Codul is basically doing is your usual property. So imagine that you have a house, right? Imagine, Kelly, that you have a house of your own, but this time, Codul is the one managing it for you, right? So what we basically do is that that property could make a lot of returns that particular year, we do not ascertain the returns it makes. What we clearly do is that at the end of that period, when the financial, you know, the finance, the money is, is already paid in by the users of that property, every co-owners on Codo platform have access to the PDF financial record of every money that has come in. So basically, if you buy one unit, you can tell that if 20 million came into that property, you're only making one unit out of whatever that money comes in. So what we do is that on our platform, we put in the percentages of what we think that this property can do. For example, there's a property that we listed just last week, and we're looking at that property to do 19.12%, you know, at the end of one year, right? At the end of the year, it will come that the property makes more than 19.12%. But what we just do is that we look at the worst case scenario. So what is the worst case scenario on this property? If we see that this particular property can do 10%, we put it 10%. So the percentages are not exactly fixed, right? They are based on a lot of factors like the property itself, the location of the property, um, the worth of the property, um, how the market is ready to accept this property, the renovations that we can do to them if we're not buying them newly, or the touches we can make to them to make it even way better than what it is. And we would now put in the expected you know percentage that we feel that this property can do so if at the end of the day the property does more than that i mean it's your benefit you know but you would have access to the financial record like you have access to the back end of every cobble coming into that particular property now with every you know investment people want to say hey i i can you know i i, I can park money or I can make some money. So is there a way for, let's say you get a property and you come at the lowest investment, then that property goes up in value. Is there a way for you to then go borrow against that to maybe get another property? How, how could that work? Um, are, are, you, are you talking about um, trying to get a loan to buy a property? Well, I'm saying, okay, so I, I, I take an investment, right? And I have fractional ownership of a property. Okay. okay. Now, whether it's in 10 minutes or in, in, in 10 days or 10 years, that fractional ownership now is probably going to be worth more money. So mm-hmm. can I then take the value of that, what that fraction has blossomed into and say, hey, can I borrow against this or can I cash out? So then- I can go get more property, whether it's on Cuddle or, you know, in my own village. Like, how could that work? Is that something? Or I might be in the future too soon, but I'm just trying to, you know, somebody will ask that question. If I have fractional ownership, what does that really 
do for me 10 years from now? Okay, so first of all, um, if you have a, a building that you outrightly bought on your own, and let's imagine that you bought this building for, let's say, um, $25,000, for example, and you know, um, this building makes you about 10% cash on cash um, you know, every year. Uh, that's about um, $2,500, for example, right, every per annum. Um, over the next three years, this property might have appreciated or, you know, it could now be worth maybe $27,000 as against the $25,000 that you initially purchased it. Now, you can only have access to your cash flow. As long as you own the property, the value is still there. The only time you can have access to that extra value that climbs the property is when you decide to sell off that particular unit. For example, if you have a building that is worth $25,000 and you appreciate $27,000, you can't get the $2,000 that came on it except you sell the property. So until you decide to sell off that property, you don't have access to the value. The only thing that you have access to is the cash flow that this property gets as it begins to yield returns. Got you, got you. And, and I, ha I have to ask these crazy questions because before people start emailing you with all their grandiose ideas from, you know, all around the world, if you do have some shares, and let's say you have a majority share in a property, do you at all at any time through Cuddle have the right to maybe live there for a time being? Maybe it's an Airbnb property. Does that fractional ownership give you rights or any time where you can, we call them timeshares here in America. I don't know if that's the same thing you guys call them in Nigeria, but um, it, could that, could you invest and possibly stay there for a week? Um, anything like that in Cuddle Realty? Okay. Okay, so um, first of all, right, um, we, we, what we do is if you invest in a property, for example, that we put on shortlets, what you call Airbnb, right? Um, as a co-owner in that property, do not forget that you're not the only one that owns that property, right? Number one. Number two, your property is not just a property. It's a business. So it means that every basic principle that the business is supposed to operate would be operated on this particular business. So if in case, you know, I mean, um, it, it means that even if you want to live in that same property, you have to pay for it, right? You can decide to say, okay, fine. I have, for example, um, Kelly, you, 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 bought a, you bought a property on, on, on you know, on Cordo, for example, and let's say you bought, you know, a property worth about $2,000. On, on, on a particular property on Cordell. Now, if you're coming to Nigeria and that property is available and you feel like, okay, fine. I mean, I have about 20 shares in this property um, and I'm, I'm coming for vacation for like four or five days in Nigeria. You know, um, can I stay in the property? Why not? But you just have to pay because it's a business for you. Our job is to make sure that this property makes you money. The only difference is that instead of you taking that money to pay somebody else's property and make the person richer, you simply bring it back to yourself because at the end of the day, the dividends from that property, which is the rental income that we make by putting it out on business, would obviously be sent back to you. So at no time do either Cordell as a company or all co-owners as, as individuals at no time do either of us, both the companies and the co-owners, at no time do we have a right to use that property without paying for it. Because like I said, 
it is a business, right? It is just, it's built to basically make you more money. Okay. And I have to make that clear because I could see that in an old school, may he rest in power, Sam Loco uh, movie where my, this is my brother's house. <laughs> uh, this is, you know, this is my house and people saying, I almost want to, because we're seeing that issue, at least here in America with Airbnb, there's, you know, the way the laws are set up, some people are going to Airbnbs and they're not leaving. So I could see somebody mm. coming to Nigeria thinking that the laws work the same and surely they don't people and thinking, oh, I'm just going to squat here because I ownership in this property as well. And it's open. Nobody's renting it right now or I want a discount. So I wanted to, you know, make that clear. Can you talk I mean, about, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I mean, um, you know, the thing is that you must see Coddle as your business, right? So we are saying that, you know, we are basically building wealth for you, right? So if you are putting, no matter how small that money is, our job is to make sure that the money makes you more money, which includes making sure that the basic principles are guided. So I will, I'll give an example. Kelly, you stay, for example, let's say you stay in Canada, and maybe I have a friend. Let me just say I have a friend, Fabian. He stays in the US. And then here is John. Let's say I let's say I never own Cuddle, right? And or even I even own Cuddle because I also invest in some of these properties myself. So let's say I own a prop, I also invested in a short in short lens, a, a property used for Airbnb. And the three of us are co-owners in that property. Now, if I say that because I'm in Nigeria, I want to use the property, right? Wouldn't that be unfair to you who is in the US? who doesn't have access to the property. I mean, number one, number two, how can we even put a timetable for who to stay there today and who to stay there tomorrow? At the end of the day, it, it, it moves from being a business to being charity. So that is obviously like the reason why that cannot work. So it's strictly business. Even if you have invested in owning even 90% ownership of that property, any day you want to use it, you absolutely have to pay for it. But obviously the money is coming back to you. Okay. Sound. No, that it, it, it sounds good. Now, what about, again, when the money's coming back and, you know, you have a beautiful, um, you know, question and answer part on your website you, and it says, you know, payments are made directly to your wallets. Can you talk about the average returns? And I say that because somebody will be listening wherever they are in the world, and they'll say, I want to make a certain amount of money on, on Cuddle. How much do I need to invest to make X amount of dollars? I don't, I don't want to throw you, I don't want to have you do the math right now. I want them to call you and then you guys can talk about their personal needs, but are there average returns of 3%, 5%, 10% or, or above? Okay, so, so, so the thing is that um, the minimum, you know, that based on what we're looking at all these properties, the minimum that one property, regardless of the location, can do is 9% minimum per annum, 9%. No bank will give you 9%. Mm -hmm. You know, no oh. bank will give you 9%. So, so, so the minimum that these properties can do per annum is like 9%. Then there are some lands, because, you know, lands are just appreciating in Africa, particularly in Nigeria, and some lands can give you as much as 40-50% per annum. So which means that if you own this property for the next four or five years, it means that you might be getting over four to, 
you know, over, over three to 400% of profit, you know, from holding that particular property. Because you see, people need to understand why Nigeria is one of the, you know, um, very um, massive place to invest. And I, I don't know if that question is going to be asked, but I'm just going to pick on it a little, right? Number one, our population is that which is, is growing consistently. So where there's an increasing population, you can obviously be sure that there'll be need for real estate. Number two, Nigeria is just an emerging market. It's not, a, it's not a developed country like US. It's not a developed country like the UK or Canada. These are places that we can technically call developed countries, right? Nigeria is just basically between under to developing. I mean, it's just imagine. So at the end of the day, you see that property is increasing as the value of that location, Nigeria, begins to increase. So Nigeria is where the world economic labor is heading to. And you can tell that if you're not investing in Nigeria, you're making like the biggest, biggest, biggest mistake. Okay. And and I need you now to even go deeper in that because somebody who probably has never even been in Nigeria, maybe not even Africa, says, what do you mean yeah. Nigeria is not developed? Have you seen Lekki? Have you have you seen, you know, and they'll start naming these places. It's like Beverly Hills. Right. And and most yeah. Americans don't live in that type of arena. So when you say not developed, um, you know, let people know, too, are these properties on like a Lakey Island, a Victoria, Banana Island? Let them know where these properties are, but also let them know all of Nigeria does not look like that. And all of Nigeria is not poor either. Exactly. So first of all, um, most of the properties that we, we, we put on our platform, they are usually properties in A or B class locations. And the reason why we do that is because, like I said, it's a business, right? You know, we're not emotional with this. We're not open or feeling that we feel, we guess, we think, or, or we suggest that someday, sometime, you know, we're not so sure, but probably this property can make you money. No. We are so sure. Like, if you go to the platform right now, um, if you're on the platform, you see that there's a property we listed uh, recently. It's a property called Codal uh, Ikate, I-K-A-T-E, right? That property is in the heart of Lekki, right? It's in the heart of Lekki. So, I mean, and, and, and you can own that property with as low as, I mean, uh, with as low as uh, about $250, $300. You can own a unit in that particular property. So um, what I'm saying is not yet developed, right? No one would argue with me that the U.S. It's, it's, is a first world country, right? You know, Nigeria is not a first world country. Our technology is just advancing, right? Even, I mean, big, big companies like Amazon, Tesla, they're just wanting to come into Nigeria, right? We are just getting to build the infrastructure for these guys to get in. So that's what I'm saying, that the world labor is moving here, right? You know, the, the, the places in Nigeria is growing every day, and it's so, so, like, amazing seeing the growth. So, yes, there's a lot of growth happening in Nigeria. I'm so positive that Nigeria, within the next four or five years, you would regret if you never bought a property in Nigeria. I, I'm so sure of that. Well, what about, and this is for the traveler who says, okay, I can have a fraction of this place. Is there any percentage that would then qualify me 
for residency or a business visa, maybe even citizenship because I'm investing in the country. I don't, that's not necessarily your job or your purpose, but just curious if you know anything about, you know, those requirements. Okay, so um, um, first of all, um, you know, getting residency in, in Nigeria um, through property investment is something that we're looking at doing, right, over time on our platform. Um, right now, we, we cannot yet give sufficient information because we're still trying to work that out. But obviously, um, within like the next few months, because obviously these people are investing in Nigeria, right? So it means that within the next few months, after we have sufficient information, um, we can put out an information to those of our clients who are in the diaspora. Because right now, I tell you, we have people who have bought properties from the US, the UK, from even Dubai, right? So by then, we put out information to say, okay, fine. I mean, we just, uh, you know, yada, yada, we just spoke with the government. And if you bought a property of XYZ amount and you'll be interested in a residency in Nigeria or, you know, uh, citizenship or something, um, you can send us an email on XYZ or you can fill in the form because we already have the database of how much they are paid. So at the end of the day, it means that even though right now they're investing and we can't give that, that, that sufficient information to them, I'm so very sure that when we have this settled, we'll always email our diaspora clients and give them sufficient information with that to that. I love it. I love it. And the fact that you can't answer it, not everything can be answered, people. When you guys watch and listen to people who have all the answers to everything, things that they don't even know about, I'm asking about government rules and laws that can change like that, especially in Nigeria. We won't say how they change like that, but John, you and I know how they change. It all comes down exactly. to money. All comes exactly. down to, you know, what can happen. Can you talk about, and this is still a new company, but what is a community give back that we haven't talked about that you are doing or that you would like to do in the future? Okay, so um, one of the, we're currently working around um, different plans. Um, you know, apart from the fact that we want people to own properties, we are actively doing a lot of investment in financial literacy. Because you see, many times people think that poverty is the issue in Africa. But like I told some people today, I said, no, most Africans are rich. The challenge is we don't know how to prioritize money. We don't know how to put money on budget. We don't know how to place a plan for how to spend. So at the end of the day, I mean, you see that, you know, people say today they don't have money, but the next minute their relative is sick or somebody is sick and they have the money to pay the bills. So how did this money come out? Or they have the money to, you know, wear flashy dresses, you know, drive big cars. And at the end of the day, they have no property to their name. So you discover that most of the challenges that is wrong with many Africans, it's not exactly poverty, it's financial literacy. When people know how to budget, prioritize spending, you know what to spend on, what not to spend on, know how to, you know, understand delayed gratifications, understand asset liabilities and all of this stuff, it will make a lot of sense. So what we started doing is that um, over the last few weeks, we trained um, about 48 schools, right? 48 different secondary schools that have children between the ages of 12 down to 18. We trained them on financial literacy using the Monopoly game. That was a very tedious job to go to one, two, three, four, five, down to 48 schools, right? To train these young guys. And, you know, what we did 
is we, we have an arm of the company that is basically investing in education, right? And we're trying to build up that education arm to be a very powerful edtech place where we now begin to build games that facilitate financial literacy. So what we do is, for example, you know, instead of you playing Monopoly games alone where you earn nothing, we're saying, okay, can you come and let John play Monopoly with Kellen? And if John wins a game with Kellen, he gets real cash and that's coins to actually buy an actual property on the Cordo platform. So we're trying to, you know, use different edtech strategies to increase the participation of people in the journey of financial literacy through Cordo. I love it. I love it. And before this story um, gets on how we made it in Africa and other outlets, you know, BBC, you know, all, 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 all of it, right? I'm glad that you were able to share. I, I, I want to give people just enough so they can go to cuddlerealty.com. I want you to check this out if you have questions. John is very easy to get in contact with. But John, I'm going to let you have, you know, any last words that you want to leave the people. Okay, well, first of all, I, I would like us to understand that financial freedom is a battle that must be fought by everyone, right? That young person needs to be financially free. I mean, the goal is not just to be financially capable. The goal is not just to work for money. The goal is to make sure that money works for us. And I mean, there is enough money to actually go around. And that's just the truth. So what we're trying to do is to make sure that what was exclusively available to some is now totally available to all with the power of co-ownership through Coddle. So I'll, I'll be glad to get in contact with people that are interested in talking about the Coddle vision, what we're trying to do, our game plan, our roadmap around Africa and the rest of the world over the next five to 10 years. And for people who will be interested in partnering with us as well, we'll also be interested in having partnerships. So I can be reached at john at coddlerealty.com. And yes, I, I reply emails like really, really fast. Thank you. you. You guys have gotten the game. Now it's up to you to do something with it. And whether you are listening on one of the African radio shows and stations that, that play us from Sierra Leone to Namibia to Cameroon, wherever they pick us up, iTunes, YouTube, make sure that you share this game with someone so they too can be in the same position. Maybe they'll be better but share the game it will change somebody's life y'all be blessed hi everyone have you ever been curious about visiting africa which african country were you interested in kenya nigeria uganda south africa ethiopia which country are you interested in my good friend kellen cash coleman came up with a course called My First Trip to Africa that'll guide you through this process. It's only $20, and in this course, you'll learn about passports, visas, vaccinations that you need before you go there, as well as a budget, uh, how much the trip is gonna cost. He also talks about what you should pack, uh, what you should take with you, how you should travel on a budget. Did you know that 100 US dollars is worth a 1,000 South African rand and over 10,000 Kenyan shillings? So imagine what you can do with $100 back home. I say back home because I'm from Sudan, I'm African. I already know how it's like. I know that, you know, when you convert Canadian and American money, it goes a long way when you're traveling across Africa. So if you're curious, um, if, if Africa is a place that you've always wanted to go, 
always wanted to move there. Kellen Cash is the person to ask. Check out the course. There's a little preview you can listen to um, before you actually purchase it. If you're interested in this course, visit www.diversifiedgame.com. Don't miss out. <laughs>